Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is Central Texas Living with Ann Harder. Hello, I'm Ann Harder. Welcome to Central Texas Living, the podcast. You know, there's a group of women who have a deep love for Baylor University, and they've organized to become the Baylor Women's Council. And uh, they are working to make the university stronger. So let me introduce to you the ladies that are here. Join me now, first of all, Baylor Women's Basketball great Sophia Young-Malcolm. Shanna Matson and Nancy Garland, both on the board of the Baylor Women's Council. We're going to start with Sophia because you have only 10 minutes with us. you got to go do a basketball practice. Imagine that. Right. So then we'll continue more with, uh, with the other two ladies about the event that's coming up that you'll be a keynote speaker for. Yes. Uh, it's great to have you. Sophia, I, <laughs> I feel like I know you so well. Yes. You because <laughs> very recently I was at the uh, Texas Sports Hall of Fame induction bank when you were inducted into the Hall of Fame, yes. heard you speak so eloquently and movingly about your career and how you have you have indeed brought such honor to the uh, state of Texas and, and, and rightly deserve a place in the Hall of Fame. And then we were at the <laughs> Esther's Closet uh, Banquet, the D- Ladies of Distinction Luncheon, and you spoke on the panel. So I've just had a ball yes. getting to visit <laughs> with you and hear your story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you're going to be speaking at, a, at an event for the Baylor Women's Council to kind of inspire women again, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's why I'm here. <laughs> that's why I'm back in Waco. I, I was in San Antonio for the last 15 years after graduating from Baylor and played there for the Stars for 10 seasons and retired and had two babies, married now for seven years. And, really, and yeah. I feel that the way God set all of this up, it was just the perfect timing. It's the perfect timing for, for me to be in the space that I'm in with our players, the transition that they're going through with Coach Monkey leaving and a new coach coming in, the the mentorship, the guidance that they will need to succeed in life, whether they continue as a pro or a pro in anything else, right? And just giving them advice about being a mom or giving them advice about being a friend. How do you become a professional woman, right, in the in the workplace? And and how do you become a professional athlete, somebody who's going to stay in the WNBA for more than a year? So that that in itself is a challenge. So that's that you I'm did here. it for a decade, <laughs> for ten years. Yes, with the with the stars, you you spoke about a, a deep friendship you have with one of those uh, players. Let's talk a little bit about her. Kind of work our way back. Yeah, <laughs> toward your yes. better days. Yeah, yes, ma'am. but your pro days. I mean, that she she meant a lot to you. Huh? Absolutely, absolutely. My my very best friend Helen Darling, and she came to the stars my second year in the WNBA. And she was such a tremendous asset for my career. Going pro, you think, okay, I'm talented, right? I'm, I'm gifted at this. Oh, and you were. <laughs> <laughs> no question about that, girl. Well, thank you. 
<laughs> but it takes more than that mm-hmm. to to sustain a professional career. And it takes people who have been there before yeah. to say, hey, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to take care of your body. Something that you don't think about in college, right? True. It's Everyone is there and they're, they're saying, hey, do this, do this. But in the pro, no one is there to tell you that. You have you, to just you know. You have to just know. Yeah, because and oh, your and your body's older. And your body, <laughs> yes. you know, really. Yes, your body's older. As a rookie, you come in. You if if the game is at seven, you show up at six, and you okay, I'm good to go. But as you get older, you'll show up at three, <laughs> then you know, then yeah. at two, because you have to get all these different treatments and making mm-hmm. sure that you get enough rest, making sure that you're eating properly. Those things that again you don't think about, right? And just making sure that your legs is working properly. Because there's a back-to-back game that you're going to play, right? Oh, so you did have a lot of that. Oh, yeah. I, I would have like a four games in a, in a week or, oh, you know, five games. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's brutal hmm. being, being a professional athlete. And in order for you to succeed there, it takes people. It takes other people who have been there before to say, to help guide you. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be, you'll be there for two years, maybe, and... Then nobody. Say, I, I did it. Yes, you know? yes. Yeah, and then nobody will remember you anymore mm, because right. there's. I mean, there's so many people. You look back and you, and you think to yourself, where did they go? Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, when did they get out of the league? And five years later, you don't hear anything at all. Yeah. But these people were top players you, you, in the league. You said initially you guys didn't like each other though. Oh yes, <laughs> that was kind of funny. <laughs> yes, my friend Helen Darling and I, we didn't. Well. I didn't like her at, at first when I first met her because I felt like she just talked a, a lot. You know, <laughs> she had so much to say. And I just I just thought to myself, just be chill, you know. Yes. But uh, but eventually we had great conversations. And, and as I got to know her, I, I felt that, hey, this person knows this person knows what she's talking about. So yeah. maybe I should maybe I should get to know her better. Yeah. Right. And, and I realized that she had a heart to make sure that I succeed. We all know in professional world, there's just some people who want you to succeed and other people who are not so much, right? Mm -hmm. But finding that person who was really looking for your success was beneficial for me. So that was, this is a little more recent history. Let's go back to your beginnings. Yes. Tell us about your childhood. Well, <laughs> it's a pretty pretty long story in well, a pretty in-depth story. Let's summarize it. We've only got a few few right. minutes. But but I think a lot of people who heard your story at the uh, Sports Hall of Fame mm-hmm. banquet were, were stunned, really. I had no yeah. idea you, you came from such poverty. Yes, yes. I, I came from a third-world country, and my mom has six of us, and we grew up in a one-room house that was separated by a curtain, and all of us shared two beds and would have to... You'd sleep sideways and you hardly had food, and just water with sugar, it's dinner, a piece of bread, that was dinner. And uh, having to run to the river or to the beach in the morning to take a bath before heading off to school. But we, one thing that my family stressed or my mom stressed with us is to be good at sports and to be, do good in school. Regardless of what we came from, We those two things were her top priority for us. And... It worked out. <laughs> it worked and out wonderful. in my favor. And she was willing to let you leave. She was willing to let yeah. me leave at 15. I, I went to her and told her that, first of all, I, that I was going to get baptized. And that was, a, that was a challenge. But I felt within my spirit that I, that I needed to, first of all, get baptized. But also that I needed to take this opportunity. 
And looking back, you think a 15-year-old had this insight to do that. But I feel that whenever God puts something on your heart, and even though it doesn't make sense to anyone, like you just know within your, like Mm -hmm. everything within you that it's what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And that's literally how I felt. Coming to the U.S., my first year was so hard. (laughs) I imagine. Yes, I I cried a lot, just missing my family. Sure, close to your family. Yes, yes, and basketball became that thing Mm -hmm. for me that to escape from from all the pain and and all the people that I missed at home. And so I just kind of dove into the game, right? And I'm a I'm a type of person if I don't get something right the next day I'm going to get it right, (laughs) right? Because I will do whatever it takes the night to make sure I get it right the next day. And so because I didn't know so much about basketball, I felt it was also a challenge. You know, okay, I I need to learn how to make a layup. I need to learn how to dribble. I need to learn how to shoot a jump shot. And so I would go home and this is what I need to do. This is what the coach said, these steps. So those that's the kind of person that I am. And that propelled throughout the whole WNBA. Why did I miss a shot? Why did she block my shot? She did it because I did this. So let me make sure she doesn't do that again when I go into the game the next time I play against her. Why did Brittany Griner block my shot? Right? This kind of different well, things. She's 8,000 feet well, tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said Right? So those are the kind of, that's the kind of person that I am in terms of like processing information right. and basketball was such a challenge. Yeah. And of course, Coach Kim, you know, she taught you so much, I know. Yes. And then the national championship. I mean, what a thrill. Yeah, yeah. That whole journey. Yeah. And I mentioned that in the in the uh, the Hall of Fame that we were able to go to the pre- the White House to visit the president. And I think about coming from a third world country <laughs> wow. to going to the White House. Wow. Like, what an incredible journey, yeah. right? And uh, Coach Mulkey was was definitely beneficial within that time. And I look back at her and I and I think she took a chance on me, right? Because no one else, no other big school offered me a scholarship. I don't know. <laughs> That's something that not very many people know. Baylor is the only quote unquote big school that offered me a Yeah, that's Division One. So Division that's one. what it yeah, took. Yeah. 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 Well, you you have so much more to tell. Yes. And uh, <laughs> so much more to share. And you're sharing your, you know, your life experiences and your love and your faith with these uh, young women at Baylor and you're to be commended for that. And we're so excited. As I told the the crowd, I said, when I saw the news that you were coming back to Baylor through a little party. <laughs> I just was <laughs> so, ha- so happy to <laughs> see that. And uh, you have got, <laughs> you've got to head to a practice. So uh, folks will be able to hear more from you if they come to this uh, luncheon. We're going to tell you more about when we come back from the break. But thanks again, Sophia. No problem. Yeah. It's my pleasure no, to be here. Let's sick them bears. Yeah, we'll be right back. And we're back again, Central Texas Living, the podcast, and we're talking about the Baylor Women's Council. And I got to hear from the wonderful Sophia Young-Malcolm as she talks about her life, and she's going to be the keynote speaker for a wonderful event that is coming up right quick. It's going to be on the 14th of September, and I have two members of the board of directors for the Baylor Women's Council, Shanna Matson, who is president of the board, and Nancy Minter-Garland. My longtime friend. Yeah, we, we have a we have a story we won't get into exactly. <laughs> on the tennis court. Yes, but uh, it's lovely to uh, have you both here. So you know, I guess I wasn't all that, and I'm a Baylor grad and love Baylor University along with all of you. But um, tell me a little bit more about this organization. 
Well, Baylor Women's Council is not just a Waco organization. So we are actually the newest of 16 other councils that exist throughout Texas and the United States. So they were formed, the first one being several decades ago in Dallas, um, started their first organization with the purpose of just promoting friendship and camaraderie, some fellowship among alumni, Baylor parents, and just anyone who loves Baylor. So they kind of started started that going, and now we exist in Austin, Houston, Lubbock, Nashville, Atlanta, just all over the place. And so the Waco Council was started, we're starting our fourth year right now. It was the vision of Virginia Ellis, who is the Senior um, Director of Alumni Engagement over at Baylor, and she wanted to start a a Waco chapter because really when you live in Waco, although you feel like we're all going to be Going to wait, Baylor going thinks to the that we do. And, yeah, yes, we right. do. But there's a lot of times where you just don't have that camaraderie that maybe you would do, you know, to get together as a group and, you know, meet new friends that are associated with Baylor. You know, that sort right. of thing. So that's what these other councils exist for. So um, the Waco Council was started. And although that's our mission is to promote that friendship, we also, through our dues and through our events, we raise money for student scholarships. So the Waco um, chapter just endowed its first scholarship. So we gave our Good. first scholarship out this year. Actually, so. is it going to a woman or is it, it can go to boy or girl? Okay, yeah, yeah, and not necessarily um, Central Texas, but mm-hmm. it's based on financial need. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so uh, Nancy, your involvement with the uh, yes. with the board? Well, I came to Waco and Baylor uh, about six years ago and just fell in love with it. And everyone, of course, is so embracing. And my deceased husband went to Baylor. I'm an alumni by choice (laughs) and got involved last year. I'm in charge of the fall luncheon. And it will be the first time we are in person, which is going to be so exciting. Everything was done, as you know, virtually last year. So I was able to um, get in touch with Sophia. And she said, absolutely. And we are so excited, as you've heard her earlier Oh, she's a dynamic speaker. speaker. I know she's she's been busy as can be, you know, speaking a lot of events. But she has such a great story of inspiration to tell. She does. And I want people to know you do not need to be a member of the council to attend this. It will be at the Paul Foster Building on campus off of 3rd at 1130 on Tuesday, September the 14th. And there'll be a little link attached to this that you can sign up and, mm-hmm. and make your reservations. Yeah, how, how much advance notice? Again, this is going to be September 14th. Right, so we're about, well, we're two weeks away, and we, you know, things are filling up quickly. Okay. We'd like to know it in the next 10 days so we can plan with the luncheon and getting everything mm-hmm. ready. So, yeah, it, it'll be a wonderful uh, time of fellowship with yes. um, other like-minded <laughs> Baylor women, yes. shall we say. Um why do you think, of course, obviously a scholarship can mean the world, of any amount, can mean the world to a student at Baylor because it's just so expensive to right. go there. Right. That's right. Well, so we have, again, this will be our first scholarship student that we'll be supporting. So not only will we be helping pay for their ed- education at Baylor, but we'll also be supporting them through doing little fun things for them. We'll be take care of them, so to speak, while they're going through Baylor. So we have a committee called our philanthropy committee and they'll be the ones that are taking care of that student and we might you know take them some food you know and just check in on them and then we'll invite them to our events and and he or she will end up speaking at our events and we've had um, a Baylor student come from um, that came and spoke at a 
event we had before COVID and tell their, you know, kind of their story and how the money that they had gotten from another Baylor Women's Council helped them to be able to come to Baylor. Mm -hmm. So these are students that otherwise would likely not be able to get into a school such as Baylor. And to hear their stories, you know, to, to see them be so thankful and, you know, just so happy to be there, it it, it makes it all worth it. And you realize it, it even more, you know, and we have over 250 members, you know, and so just you think you, we're not trying to ask everyone for a thousand dollars. We're asking you to join and you can join at the basic level, which is twenty five dollars. It really doesn't make a difference at what level you join. We also have a free um, dues for um new grads who just graduated in 2021 or parents of incoming students, Mm -hmm. 2021 students. And then our levels go up from there. And really all that does is it puts money into our scholarship account. So, but when you come to our events, we usually have a member pricing and then we have a non-member pricing. Mm -hmm. So you're saving money on the events by being a member of the council. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So, so how could one, you know, you say we'll go to the link and uh, to sign up, uh, the cost for the luncheon, and you say there's a you optional to join the group. Yes, it's not imperative, uh-huh. and and we just want you to know a little bit about what we do. We'll have a welcoming table, and we'll have some other tables available with uh, local businesses, and then just the fellowship. Again, as I felt six years ago, people just embracing you, and so you won't be a stranger. I mean, you will find someone to relate to, someone that will come up and visit with you and talk with you. And I think, as Shanna said, just with our scholarship recipient, we're somebody else out there, another contact, just to feel comfortable calling and saying, hey, can I talk? Can we meet for a coffee? And. And that's what this is all about. Yeah. Well, it's funny. We were traveling this uh, this summer and dropped our baggage off there at the Southwest check-in counter. And my husband always wears his Baylor gear when we travel. <laughs> always. And you never know. He's having, oh, somebody, oh, sick yes. or whatever. Yes. Or after the men won the championship, you know, oh, man, nice. We were in Sedona <laughs> in Arizona. I said, nice job with the, the men. Well, the lady who was, she goes, my son's going to be a freshman at Baylor. Uh, and and we said, you know, kind of quickly, you know, told her, so, well, if, you know, if he needs anything, you know, yes. he'll be able to get in touch. You know, and just, just as a parent, yes. it would make you kind of yes. feel good it does. that it's a little bit more of a family kind of sense. Now, you told me that, that your husband, now deceased husband, mm-hmm. said that it was a life-changing experience for him, yeah. athletics at Baylor. Absolutely. Um he came from a small East Texas town and um, had a choice of going to many universities because of his athletic ability and chose Baylor because of the coaches, um, especially the track and field coach. And he felt like he was a father to him. I mean, it just it, it's emotional just thinking about what he shared with me. And I feel like when students and, and come to Baylor, and especially our athletes, when you meet someone like Sophia and Nikki, I know too, mm-hmm. they are your world. They're there to support you. And um, my husband just said it made the whole world of difference. It, it just changed everything about him. So it's, it's really exciting. And I, that's why I hope people understand that and get involved, especially from the women's aspect. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Well, it's going to be a wonderful event. Looking forward to uh, being there as well. But I like to end these visits with a questionnaire. 
It's a similar to the one the late great James Lipton used on Inside the Actors Studio. So we're going to start off with the both of you. What is your favorite word, Shanna? Chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever said that, but I love it's okay it. Okay, Favorite word. Uh, your favorite word. <laughs> I would say kindness. Kindness. Or what's your least favorite word? I probably can't say it. <laughs> and I wouldn't that's want true. to. Well, that's not, you I know, agree it is a podcast. Know. I guess yeah. you could, yeah. but you know, no, we you. are Baylor people. So, right. <laughs> so, so it's a, oh, an okay. unmen, uh, well, <laughs> asterisk, asterisk. I would asterisk. say hate. Okay. I would agree with that. That's okay. what I was going to say. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? For me, it's giving of myself. It's really hard for me to accept accolades or compliments, but inside, I just feel so um, excited and that when I can help others and give of myself. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't have to be monetarily, you know, anything like that, but just a kind word of saying hello or how are you and acknowledging people. Well, you are that, so I'm going to tell the story. When we met, the first time we met... We were playing tennis, and you were such a good player. I was trying to play real well because I thought, I don't want her to to think I'm just a horrible player. And I had gone for a shot I shouldn't have gone for. I made it, though. (laughs) I made the shot, but I also fell and broke my wrist. Yes. And I'm on the court. You come around, and you're sitting on the court with me, and I'm kind of in shock, and everybody's huddling around, you know, what to do, what to do. And you were just so You were so kind. You were such a wonderful presence so yeah you're 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 the epitome of well thank you that was not a great moment in my life (laughs) well me Uh, either (laughs) but it was about this time of year anyways almost exactly so anyway (laughs) (laughs) kind of reminds me that all right so well I think for me I agree with Nancy I mean helping others I think that's what we're called to do is to do things for others and I think even even as something as small as a smile for somebody you know people just need I think especially today, people need somebody there for them, either yeah. to help them physically, emotionally, mentally, whatever, spiritually. People need each other these days. So I think that's what we all need to do is just be there for each other. So then what turns you off spiritually or emotionally? Not creative. Hearing, not hearing two sides to a story. Mm. Only wanting, only seeing one side Yeah, and, and not listening. There's more to, to the story. Exactly. And I think with me, it would go along those lines with negativity. I just think we've forgotten about being positive, looking at the bright side of things, and we're always ready to criticize and be negative. Mm -hmm. So that really does bother bother me. What sound do you love the most? Laughter. Oh, that's great. Kids, my children's laughter, too. Mm -hmm. Or my husband, just because he has a funny... Fun laugh. He has a fun yeah. laugh. Well, laughter always makes you want to laugh. Yeah, exactly. It, does. it, yeah. Really it does. is contagious. And I think for me, it's the joy and smile and words that I hear from my three-year-old grandson. Oh. And he's so special. And I have to be really careful, but he's mimicking me. <laughs> and so, and I remember that I said to him, yeah, sure. I appreciate it. And he's, he's last trying to week, pop. he said, yeah, sure. I appreciate it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so That's we so do cute. influence, we yes. we make yes. an impression on everyone, not yeah. just a three-year-old. Very much so. You're right. What is your least favorite sound? 
Mm-hmm. That is Mine is silence. <laughs> yes, there's no, a, that's yeah. dead air. <laughs> that's true. Um, but some people love silence. I, I think know. my worst sound would be someone in fear, like someone hurt. Right. You know, that, yes. that horrible sound that your body doesn't normally make that sound unless right. you're in a traumatic situation. Mm, yeah. I don't like that's that. Great. That's great. That's a horrible to, sound. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. What other profession would you like to try? We didn't even talk about your profession, as a matter, of, as a matter of fact. But I've always wanted to design a hotel. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I make it just really unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wanted to always be an ambassador to you a foreign country or mm-hmm. an ambassador anywhere. It was always a dream of mine. It'd be great. <laughs> well, what what job then do you know you would not want to do? Oh. <laughs> Hmm. I couldn't be a teacher. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how people do it. I stress out over five days of VBS and trying to, you know, teach my <laughs> children as they were growing up. And being a teacher is a thankless job, but it's one of the most important jobs ever. And I, I'm appreciative of that because mm-hmm. I, I have friends that are teachers and I don't know how they do it. I really don't. Yep. I would agree with that. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and I think, and especially now in this day and age in the medical profession. Yeah. Oh, it's tough. It's yeah, it, what sure. our nurses and our doctors are going through at this time and at different times in their lives. Plus, they have their own personal life, and they're giving their undevoted time to the people in need. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It would be very difficult. Very stressful. Me. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be tough. All right, finally, what do you want to hear God say to you as you arrive at the pearly gates? Well, I want to hear him say, well done. <laughs> and welcome. <laughs> yes, and welcome. Exactly. Come on in. Uh, yeah. But I hope he says, well done. But yeah. Yes. And welcome. And just that hug. Yeah. Yeah. That feeling. Yes. Yeah. You're where you belong, huh? Yes. 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 Well, exactly. and you will get that feeling. And what a segue. If you come to the Baylor Women's Council luncheon on yes. the 14th at, uh, at Baylor, it's going to be at the uh, Paul Foster, uh, the the. Business building. Yes. Yes. Second, second floor. floor. On the second, second floor. floor. Mm-hmm. Big room, so you can have a lot. Of, how many folks are you anticipating? Probably around 200. Mm-hmm. Good. And, uh, again, why don't you just give the website? Do you know it off I the top of your head? Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. And Go ahead. Okay. Well, to join or to find out more about the Sophia Young event, um, it's baylor.edu forward slash women's council membership. That will take you to the membership form if you want to join, but then there's a – um, tab at the top left that says events, and you can scroll down to the Coming Home with Sophia Young Malcolm event. So that will have tickets, and if you do want to join, that will all be right there on that Go ahead page. and just do it all right there. Yes. yes. Very good. Thank and you both. I just want to say, anyone that's listening out there and you end up coming, please introduce yourself to yes. Shanna or myself. Mm-hmm, We'd love definitely. to meet you in person. And welcome you, whether you become a member or just come to the luncheon. We'd be pleased to meet you. Very good. Thank you both, Nancy Garland, Shanna Matson. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're doing all good. Thank you. And thank you for joining us. Central Texas Living is part of the Rogue Media Network family. Be sure to check out their other shows at roguemedianetwork.com. Please rate us five stars on iTunes and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Living, the podcast.
I am your host, Debbie, here to help you get in the know about Waco. So you may be asking yourself, why am I here? I'm here to be your tour guide through Waco. I'm here to tell you all the goings on in and around Waco. I'm going to give you the 411 on what's happening, what's going on, and what events you should go to. This is your host, Debbie, signing off. Now that you know, go. Just go, Waco. Are you building a new business while managing a family? Are you tired of trying to balance home and work and everything seems to be coming up short? Then there's a podcast made just for you. Baking Your Business from Scratch is where we create the perfect recipe for building a successful business while managing your home and family with love. Come join us and see for yourself. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. <laughs>